Hello everyone, and welcome to this very special Haunted Heroes of the Hydean Way! <laughs> I'm your game master for this evening, Creepy Christopher, and we have three special players. Killer Christine, say something. <laughs> Sorry, you caught me off guard with this awesome intro. <laughs> Lycanthrope, Leslie. I would howl, but I value your eardrums. And for the first time on this program, as a player, Banshee Ben. Uh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Let us roll the destiny pool. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a game show right now. <laughs> it's like Double Dare, but creepy. Oh, wait, wait. Before we talk about the destiny pool results, um, I forgot to tell you, um, I, I brought a special guest. Um, do you want to meet? You, do you want to meet a special guest? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, sure. okay. All right. Uh, say hi, Ramy. Hi, Ramy. <laughs> hi, Ramy. You, you, you can come out, Ramy. It, it, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. You're okay. Ramy. Yes, you're fine. Ramy, come on. Ramy, come play. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. So Ramy's hanging out with us today. He's important for this adventure, so I thought he should have his own own voice. Okay. I told you no singing. What if it's creepy singing? <laughs> Droids. <laughs> Can't even. No, we 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 had a long talk about this. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so here we are uh, doing a special Halloween episode of Heroes of the Hiding Way. I am GMing this adventure. This is not a pre-published Fantasy Flight game module you can tell by how the quality is not as good so just strap in and have fun our destiny pool is for dark side <laughs> we're getting in the spirit <laughs> because we would have to be uh so ben before we kick off would you like to tell us who you were playing uh sure might as well trying to come up with a character to use in this i kind of figured lieutenant hastings just sort of seems to be the perfect one to use in a more uh, scary sort of situation. Yeah. Hastings faded twice before we hit the record button. He's had a hard day. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. We could have titled Dead in the Water, Lieutenant Hastings, No Good, Very Bad Day. For sure. <laughs> pretty um, much. What is his uh, career and uh, all that? In keeping with the spirit of this variant of Heroes... He is an engineer who is a scientist and has picked up a little bit of that universal specialization recruit. He's in the military. You should have at least a little bit of ability to, like, shoot things. That's pretty cool. I've ever, ne I've never actually used recruit, so I'm, I'm curious to see how this works. Yeah, I, I love it. It's an awesome it's a, spec. Yeah, it's a fun specialization. I, I changed my mental image of Hastings. <laughs> to what? It's now it's now Donald O'Connor, because I know he was in a war movie at some point, <laughs> probably a musical. For a more common way to know who Donald O'Connor is, he is the best friend Cosmo Brown from Singing in the Rain. Oh, okay. okay, yeah. All right, I'm on board. He's kind of that eternally youthful face, slightly curly hair, a little mm -hmm. impish, but ever so hopeful and fresh-faced. <laughs> fresh-faced. Raimi, God! Okay, anyway, um... So, <laughs> I like it, Ramy. Kiff, <laughs> Nima, and Hastings are aboard the Shadow Raptor. 
and they have been given an order by a frazzled Captain Sortuli. This is approximately a week after the events of Dead in the Water. And because this is a Halloween special, the level of canon for this adventure it will always be questionable with a big question mark next to it. <laughs> it gets its own little loop next to the timeline. Yeah. But in any case, it's about a week after Dead in the Water. Sortuli has had a lot to do in cleaning up the ambush. And so there's a problem. She's not even entirely sure what it is. She just said, Nima, Hastings, Kiff, head down to the lower decks, meet up with Rian, and solve the problem, please. So you are at the lowermost decks of the Shadow Raptor. The turbo lift door opens, and you are treated to the sight of three Ugnaughts cowering in front of Rian, the Ugnaught that you already know. I don't care what you think. You need to go in there and follow orders. And the other three are cowering. Is he still walking around with like a heavy blaster rifle that's way too big for him? (laughs) Probably. I don't think Bane has gotten around to like inventorying where everything is. He hasn't been like, hey, where's that? Where's that missing blaster rifle? (laughs) Uh, So Rian is just walking up and down, giving these three Ugnaughts what for, but they... Don't seem like they are moving anytime uh, Kith soon. is going to rap on the wall next to the turbo lift after having stepped out so, you know, the door doesn't close on us and be like, knock, knock. Hello. And what do you? Oh, ah, ah, uh, uh, <laughs> hi there. Neiman, Kith, uh, uh, Lieutenant Hastings. Great to see you as well. Nothing going on here. Just us. I, I see he gets a lieutenant. Our job. Uh... Report. What's going on down here? Well, um, we've... These are, of course, uh, the basement decks, um, where we're supposed to be sorting out all the scrap from the failed attack on the Shadow Raptor, and, uh, well, yeah, these... Ooh, scrap. No, no, Kit. Kith, no, you stay right here. We're not going to go digging around in scrap right now. Uh, well, as uh, Lieutenant Hastings could probably verify, we're supposed to be... Working in there, but these three dolts don't seem to think that following orders is as important as their stupid superstitions. I didn't drag you off the Tabanagas mines of Bespin so you could cowder around in the corner. Yes, the the captain definitely said that we were supposed to have work crews cleaning out and making sure that all the droids were accounted for. Well, maybe you can talk to some sense into them. <laughs> that one's Brian, that one's Keen, and that one's Mug. Um, and they are in descending size order. I mean, they're all silhouette zero Ugnaughts, but Brian is a little bit bigger, Kian's the middle one, and Mug's the littlest. Superstitions? Rian takes a few steps back. He's not interested in hearing their excuses again. Brian takes his step forward first. Aye, superstitions. There's ghosts in those rooms. Ghosts? Ghosts. There's... There's nothing on record saying that there's any spectrals in here. I maybe not from before, but you know, the spirits of the dead who died defending the Shadow Raptor, they're deep in those rooms, unwilling to let go of their ship and their duty. Ah, uh, come on now, says Kian. It's not the ghosts of the dead Rebel Alliance members. It's force ghosts from dead Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> but why would there be dead Jedi aboard the Shadow Raptor? 
But everyone knows that when you're next to a black hole, you're right next oh. to the other side. Oh. They escaped through the black hole, and now they're stole away on our ship. Question. Y- yes. How do you escape a black hole? Well, they're Jedi, aren't they? They can do all sorts oh, of things. Right. They could lift things up and defy gravity. So why couldn't they defy all of the gravity? <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Mug kind of shuffles forward and says, Actually, I don't think it has anything to do with ghosts at all. Not ghosts in the traditional sense. I, I think it's the memories of, of the dead droids. They've coalesced into an electromagnetic sentience that's floating around the ship and taking over pieces of mechanical... <laughs> And you've seen this happen. Well, well, I mean, we heard it happen. We could hear the crazy sounds down the hallway. Sounds? But you didn't actually see anything. What sort of sounds? Clanking and the woo sounds. That's probably the gunnery decks many floors below. Uh, (laughs) Rian comes marching back like, that's what I've been trying to tell them. It, the worst part about it is, I sent Matu in there like an hour ago, and he hasn't come back yet, and now they all think he's dead. Matu? He's only the second most indestructible person on this ship. I really hope the first most is Nima, because, I mean, look at her. She's still going. He's probably just handcuffed to something again. <laughs> Wraps on Nima's shield. Hey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you say that, but Nima does look a little worse for wear. We are just a week past the whole thing, and even after a few back-to-treatments, she's still favoring one of her legs and uh, and moving a little slower. Her patience has been a little shorter, too. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm really sorry to have to bother you with this, but I don't think I'm getting these three in there. So if you could just go in, poke around, maybe assure them that there's no ghosts on the ship. I'll help. We can get back to, you know, sorting out the scrap. Please. Um, are they directing us down like a hallway, or is this more like crawling to like maintenance shafts and stuff? Um, Hastings, why don't you give me some kind of role? Because you're the you're the dude who knows the ship the best. Uh, maybe knowledge or warfare, education, something along those lines. Oh, I totally go with knowledge warfare because it just sort of seems to be the kind of thing that he would do. Is this something that Nima could assist him? Sure, yeah, you can, you can have a blue for that, uh, absolutely. It's only one purple here, so... I forget, um, I don't think he has any warfare, but Nima actually has two ranks in knowledge warfare. Oh, very good. Do it, then. Just one purple. So, like, a combined check? Are there are there remnants floating around this room we're in? Uh, remnants of what? Like, of machines, like some of the scrap. Not in this room, no. This seems to be the loadout room. There are a couple of, like, hover carts for carting things around, but it's all pretty neat and orderly. Okay, rolling on the check. One success. Okay, so um, Hastings and Nima, what you know about these quote-unquote basement decks, it is Sortuli's bane of existence. She hates them. Um, They are so disorganized, but the Ugnaughts have insisted this is the best way to deal with their scrap problems. And it's not just a temporary setup they've put for... This particular instance, it's a thing they use all the time because stuff's always broken in the Alliance. So when stuff is too broken to be repaired on site, it gets dragged down here, sorted, stripped. And if they can replace it, they do. If not, they take it back to like Alliance waste processing. Um, They wipe data. They slag metal. They basically try to recycle as much stuff as possible. You know there are uh, five rooms involved here. 
five like big rooms? Sure. I'm going to say yes, knowing that I don't know enough about Nebulon B frigates to know whether this is even possible. Just go with it, people. Don't get out those technical manuals. Leave them in the drawer. It's supposed to be fun. <laughs> I was just wondering, like, is it like small enclosed basement creepy or cathedral creepy? Okay? Just normal rooms. Imagine like this were some kind of five-room dungeon format, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, Nima is going to look at the uh, the four gathered Ugnaughts, and she's going to say, three of us checking out the rooms is good, but seven of us checking them out is going to be better. We can watch one another's back, and you can see for yourselves that there are no ghosts down here. I want to make a leadership check. That is perfect. Let's go with it. It's going to be two purple. I'm going to upgrade one just because you guys need a light side point, I feel like. <laughs> so one purple, one red, uh, one black for their superstitions. Okay. Well, Nima is very reassuring with her commanding presence, so I ignore the black. So I've got two green, two yellow, a blue from my rank of command versus a purple and a red. Oh, you're going to crush this. There you go. I did crush it. <laughs> Four successes and two advantages. You, Nima Ptolemy, the hero of the hideaway, commands them to follow. They snap up smartly. Even Rian, who remembers fighting alongside you during the crisis itself. And they all go, yes, sir. And they um, fall into formation. Uh, before you go into the next room, however, um, Kif, you feel a little tug at your sleeve. And uh, little Mug is standing beside you. What's up? Uh, um, well, you see, I, I, I know you're sort of an inventor and tinkerer, and I really admired what you did during the, the invasion. And so I thought maybe uh, when we had these ghost problems, I made this, this ghost blaster. Oh my gosh, so yes. I thought maybe you'd want Please. to use it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when Kith got a proton pack. <laughs> so he hands you the ghost blaster. <laughs> it has a kind of a it, it looks pretty ramshackle. It's got like a wide barrel at the end and then there's like blinking LED lights and loose wires and there's a thing at the end that's spinning for some reason. Cuz things that spin are so much cooler than things that don't spin. Hello. There you go. You're right on board with Mug's design sensibilities. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you have the ghost blaster. I'm sorry, I'm picturing basically like a high-tech musket right now. Yeah, exactly. That is perfect for you to be thinking of. Yeah, like the other Ghostbusters. So, just to clear up a few things, what weaponry or equipment, if any, do you have other than the ghost blaster? Kith is equipped with the blaster pistol. She doesn't have any grenades because she doesn't. Yeah, but we're aboard the ship and stuff. I'm assuming that question's for everybody. We yes. were aboard the ship last time, too. That's one of the key differences between now and last time is Nima has taken TV's lesson to heart and she does have her main blaster pistol on her hip, but she's not wearing any armor. She definitely doesn't have, uh, she doesn't actually have a shield at this point in time. I would have wrapped on your shoulder then. The good one. And yeah, Lieutenant Hastings has his trusty light blaster sidearm. And nicely pressed uniform. And he would have his... Also, ever-present hand scanner out, like, just trying to... Doop. He's the Egon of the Doop. group. Yeah. <laughs> Doop. 
Why, yes, I am seeing a bit of electromagnetic confluence in the room ahead. Kith is, Kith is playing with some of the wires. In, in the meantime, uh, Raimi kind of looks up at Nima and he's like, uh, he, he wants to know if he has to go. If there's machinery being taken over, I don't know that we should bring him. I don't know that that's what's happening. Kith, Kith is mugging furiously saying, he's scared, <laughs> leave him alone. Look, look, there are a lot of theories. Takes Nima a second or two longer to try to go down, like kneel down to his level. So she's more eye level with him here. Look, we're in a nice large group, you'll be fine. You know, come along with us. Do you really want to wait back at here by yourself? It's okay. Just stay towards the middle of the group. Plus, we're gonna need we're gonna need your sensors to help Hastings out over here. Plus, if you stay here, there's gonna be no one. <laughs> he starts rolling forward rapidly. All right, Kith offers her arm to Nima to help her up. Nima does not accept it. It's one of the, the kind of awkward moments of you stick your hand out <laughs> and Nima just takes the extra time wincing a bit as she stands back up straight. Kith rolls her eyes and goes to the front of the party. <laughs> you enter the first room. The first thing you very clearly notice is that it is full of computer cores. You probably know that these are cores that were damaged during the firefights. And uh, you would know that you can't just throw the cores out the airlock or dump them in a scrapyard. They have way too much valuable data on it. So it's a very painstaking process to make sure all of the data is completely wiped. There are two computer cores that are tagged clear and about six that are tagged with need clearing on them. Uh, the opposite end of the door is uh, Zecto, a little blue forearm dude who is seems to be working on the blast door on the opposite end of the room. Can you give me uh, an in-movie example of Zecto or am I on my own? Uh, yeah, they don't really have one. Uh, there was a pod racer. Actually, I think I remember somebody showing me a pod racer, so... Okay, we'll just call it good. Kith looks at him and looks to the Ugnaughts. So he's sitting there and he's got, you know, four tools in hand. And he's working on the blast. looks thing. back at him and says, Did you talk to him about the ghosts? Well, no, we, we didn't actually go in this room. Uh, so <laughs> the Zecto turns around and is like, Oh, hey guys, uh, what you doing here? Uh, what are you doing here? They were saying that this place is abandoned. Well, I'm Technician Wixel. Um, uh, somebody reported that there's a lot of weird clanking noises. I figured this blast door was probably just on the fritz, so I'm just replacing the motor. Cool. Thanks. We can see that. Hey, you're welcome. You know, we, all of us people here in the Alliance, we've got to, you know, put ourselves together. A lot of elbow grease, and hey, I got a lot of elbows to go around, you know? The lights go out. I retract my statement. <laughs> <laughs> Before the emergency lighting can come on, you hear a smash and a ah! and then some dim orange emergency lighting comes on and you can see that Wixel is pinned under the blast door with two of his arms underneath. <laughs> um, and he, <laughs> the three Ugnaughts are going ah! and running around in a circle. Rian is trying to get them under control. Wixel is freaking out. Kith, get that door open. On my way. Does the does the gun have a strap? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Okay, I'll kind of flip it around so it's on my back and skid to my knees to go back working on the motor. 
Um, in, in the meantime, though, Wixel's going, ha, ah, ah, ha, get it off, 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 get it off. And he's pushing both of his legs and his two free arms against the blast door. And he's trying to forcibly pull his arms out. No, 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 no. That sounds like a terrible idea. Nima is going to uh, hobble over there as quickly as she can and uh, kneel down beside him and put pressure to kind of push him back towards the door a bit and then try to calm him down. If you do that, you're going to make it worse. You could, uh, you know, you could end up, she doesn't know anything about the medical side. She just knows this is a bad idea. <laughs> if you tr- if you try to pull away, you're just going to make things worse. Just wait. She's going to get the door off of you. It's okay. Just, just hang on. Can you um, do a leadership against uh, two purple and a black because his arms are smushed? All right. I ignore the black. So we got two green, two yellow, a blue, and two purple. Nope. <laughs> he is panicking. <laughs> Two failures, but four advantages. All right. So he is going to continue to panic. <laughs> uh, so uh, the four advantages, um, I do get, make him hesitate enough to give uh, somebody else better chance to do something to help out this guy before he, like, rips off his hands. <laughs> okay. Well, see, Hastings with this is running over and like, Oh my, this isn't good. And then seeing Kith heading towards trying to fix the door, trying to get it to jump open or whatnot, it's, well, obviously Nima's there to try and pry the door open. He is going to attempt to find something to jam in there next to the Zecto and try and, like, reef on the door to get so they can at least slide out. Ah, okay. Um, so you're going to try like something to pry it open, or something to yeah. hold it once it's okay. Something to pry it open. Um, hmm. I guess you could probably take something off a computer core if you want to roll a mechanics or some other skill at two purple uh, to see if you can find a piece that would work. Okay, I would totally go with that. And why don't you ask for help from the Ugnots and smack them and get their attention? That'll probably require leadership to rally them. I don't know. They like technical stuff. Maybe it'll be distracting. <laughs> this door just squished a man. I don't Shh. think you're supposed to help that me. That excited about it. Lieutenant Hastings did make lieutenant, so he's not like at this tech. So he's going to be yelling at you there, Ugnots. Try and help me find something to pry this Zecto out. Vixel needs our help. Okay, and I don't think you need to leadership for that. Finding a piece of equipment is in the Ugnot DNA, I think. So go ahead and give yourself a blue to this mechanical check to see if you can find um, a pry bar or improvised okay. pry bar. And that was for two purple? Uh, yeah. Woohoo! Two success and one threat. Finding things. Rian, Kian, and Mug run around and help you find this... Uh, frame from the computer core and you guys pry it open and it it seems to be working well brian on the other hand for your threat is now just pounding on the door you came through trying to get out so uh in the meantime kif you do need to unlock this door so if you remember from back when you first were we were first opening these doors the power is out in this room at the moment so you can do a mechanics at two purple to just deactivate the door, and then you guys can use the pry bar to force it open. Or if you roll it against three purple, you might be able to reroute some of the power to re-engage the motor. I'm thinking I'm going to try that other one because we're going to have to get out too. 
So I'm thinking the three purple. All right, go for it. All right, so three purple. And this is just a straight up mechanics. Mm-hmm. Well, he's already got the stuff open. He was futzing with it, so it's kind of prepared to be tweaked. Correct? Sure. May I have a blue? Yeah. You can say no. I'm very generous with blues. Yeah, because you know they usually do nothing. <laughs> yeah, for Matt, they don't do anything, so what's the difference? <laughs> Although our blues have done really well for us so far. Yeah, yeah. your blues work well. His do All not. right. Kith has pulled a couple of, of small, fine fine detail-type tools from her one of her many pouches and goes for it. Woohoo! And I still have a destiny point on. Sorry about that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> however, I opened oh, the snot out of that funny. door. That was for the players at home. That would be five success and three threat. All right. So you disengage the lock. Uh, the threat here is that you didn't mention to anyone you were re-engaging the motor. So it was the moment that the lock disengages, Hastings and the Ugnots shove their little bar in there and they start yank, you know, pushing hard on it to open the door. Then the motor kicks in and opens it for them, and the three Ugnots fall to the ground um, in an embarrassing, tumbling <laughs> fashion, leaving Hastings there with the pry bar by himself. Turf looking down, like, careful there. <laughs> <laughs> like, still holding the pry bar, but reaching down with his uh, stim pack and hitting the long, long neck of the Zecto. So, um, the Zecto rolls out from his wish position. I mean, those arms are in bad, bad shape. They're practically flat. The bones are probably pulverized. Mysteriously, as soon as Kif has opened the door, the power in the room goes back on. And the original door you came through unlocks and slides open. All the lights come back on. And uh, you're left with one Ugnot running outside, three Ugnots on the floor, and a very flattened Zecto by your feet. Kif is... Staring from the mechanic stuff to the lights and kind of looking around and kind of poking around in the panel like, what did I do? (laughs) Kith, can you think of a mechanical explanation for what just happened? Stuff and nonsense. I'm telling you, it's it's ghosts. Ghosts. Yeah, and Hastings standing over the Zecto, it's like, the one who's stuttering goes, could... Could you take this uh, Zecto technician Wixel up to medical? Like he he needs to get into the back to as quickly as possible to save as much nerve endings as possible. Oh oh yeah, I'll do it right away. I volunteer. No, I volunteer. And uh, Kian and Mug pick up Wixel and they rush him out of the room, leaving you only with Rian, who stares disapprovingly at his own people. Uh, meanwhile, in the corner, Raimi's all. Uh, sorry, Mr. Rian. Uh, no, I'm I'm very embarrassed right now, Lieutenant. Uh, I assure you, the, they're usually good good people. Can Ugnots blush? Uh, probably. He's probably blushing pretty hard. Raimi, Raimi, come here. I want you to take a look at this. He rolls over. Well, I just did this here, connected these. There's a little jigger there, and we're all put together and everything, but it's not connected to the lights in any way that you can see, right? Yeah, he he looks it up and down. He just, he doesn't see anything. There's no reason that should have happened. Okay. So, who wants to meet some ghosts? Raise your hand. Gith raises her hand. Huh? (laughs) Huh? (laughs) 
Hastings would have his hand scanner back up, uh, pry bar in hand. I'm still getting this weird EM signal. Since you have the hand scanner, would you do me a favor and roll a perception against uh, one purple, one black? One purple, one black. Oh, darn. Three successes, because the difficulty didn't bother to show up today. (laughs) Um, Does Hastings have any uh, ranks in computers? Uh, Hastings himself actually does have some ranks in computers, yes. Okay, so... He's running the scanner. He, he's detecting the weird EM frequency, but he also notices or maybe remembers from prying something off of the computer core that there was something odd about it. So he goes back to check, and the ones that were marked need clearing have already been cleared. There's no data on them at all. Hmm? Well, this is puzzling. These cores say that they need to be cleared, but there's no data on them. It's like they've already been cleared, but... They haven't. The notation the Ugnots put say that uh, they still need to be cleared. Yeah, that's odd. I mean, it takes hours to clear a computer core. We didn't do it. Would Kith know if there's, like, is there a way to EMP a computer core, basically? (laughs) Probably, but not to the same efficiency. Like, you could scramble data um, pretty easily, but to clear it would require some pretty intentional action. Kith, Kith is going to look at it and say, I know one thing for sure. What's that? Matu didn't clear them. <laughs> <laughs> you proceed into the next room. Hold on. Bef- before we go all the way, um, I'm going to pull one of those you know those hover carts? Oh, from the, from the hallway? Yeah, I'm going to pull one of the hover carts and leave it in the doorway. Okay, great. You do that. And uh, as we're crossing over into the next room, Nima's been fairly quiet and has been looking around the room, not so much staring at, say, the computer cores or the people, just more taking in the the space um, very contemplatively. The immediate thing that you would notice from room two here is that these are the damaged pieces from PCOM. This is the paneling that Matu shot or stabbed. <laughs> it's like the floorboard that that one astromech shot with the arc welder. It's all the pieces there that from that particular battle. In fact, the astromech from that battle is uh, fried and broken in the corner um, of this room. Raimi, don't look. <laughs> this room in particular is uh, a special for the quote-unquote basement decks because it has an airlock. This airlock is large enough for the repair crews to take out pieces to work on the outside of the ship. And they have a a peculiar little personal craft that they use to do this. It's like a one-man ship that's got two long controller repair arms. Uh, You see that ship parked uh, off to the side, but uh, curiously, there are no arms on it anymore. Which seems like an odd choice. Uh, there's one environmental suit leaning against it. Does it look like they were taken off by a vibrosaur? Uh, you can examine it if you like. Perception I would like to take a peek. or something. Uh, I'll do a mechanics check because funny enough, Nima's better at that than she is perceiving. <laughs> <laughs> because why not? Very disturbing, but okay. <laughs> she had to change her own oil. Uh, and she was a cop. Um, <laughs> what kind of difficulty for the mechanics check? Oh, uh, just one. Okay. My difficulties are much lower. <laughs> one success. Woohoo! 
you can tell that this was not chopped apart or welded apart. It was very methodically removed. The housing and the like, the joint mechanisms are gone. The motors that would control the arms are gone too. Uh, whoever took it needed it for something. Huh. Okay. Hastings would be trying to scan the damaged astromech. Ah, very good. Another perception or mechanics again at one. Uh, okay. Mechanics at one. <laughs> Complete utter wash. Boy, Matu sure did a number on this thing. It is messed up. Well, this EM field seems to be very generalized. I was wondering if it was coming from this astromech, but apparently it is not. Yeah, that that astromech had a bad day. Suddenly you hear... System surge. Warning. Get out of the room. The blast doors come down on both sides, although... One is partially propped open due to the <laughs> hover cart that is now pushed on that side. Surprisingly, um, there is an electrical surge that blasts out from the motors of both blast doors, kind of creating a, oh, I don't know, barrier so you couldn't immediately go in and, and use the, your mechanics check on it. So all this is lightning dancing around the motor housing. You look around the room to see, like, all, everything's kind of powering up overpowered and then, like, underpowered and overpowered and underpowered. It does bring to your attention that there is a computer terminal in this room. The MagCon feel snaps on, but the bay doors open. So you're okay at the moment, but you hear a voice saying, Warning, five minutes to decompression. Clear the room. But we've got to go through here to get to the next room to find Matu. I guess, since he's apparently down here. Hopefully this surge is going to it's going to run its course just like the last one, but we don't want to be in here. Can you get that door open in a minute? The one that's already open or the other one? The other one. The one that's already open, maybe Kif could crawl through, but it's there's not much clearance here. That's the old door. The new door is completely shut. You said that there was a computer terminal here. Correct. Hastings would be going over to the computer terminal, setting his hand scanner kind of wedged on the screen so that it doesn't fall on the ground and is frantically trying to override uh, whatever's going on or smooth out or try and get it to calm down. You have a couple of options. Uh, this computer terminal is localized to this particular system, so there's only like two or three things you could probably figure out to control here. You can override the MagCon command, uh, but that looks pretty difficult, so that would be a four purple check. You could adjust the power flow to the blast doors so that the electricity is no longer kind of zapping around it. That's a little easier. That's three purple. But that would shut off all of the power, so you would have to then pry the door open after you disable the lock. Or you could regulate the power so that the the motor still worked, but the electricity was down, and that would also be four purple. Hastings has been through a lot, especially on that uh, bridge, and I'm thinking that He's almost in a blind panic at this point and is just trying to shut things down. It's like, okay, the computer's going through this thing of trying to uh, cycle and depressurize a place. He's going to try and just shut down the room, essentially. We have the master mechanic of Kith to get us out. All right, three purple computer check. Three purple computer check. Four minutes to decompression. With one threat. Uh, okay, so you try to depower the energy in the area. You accidentally depower your computer terminal, and it shuts off. 
Yeah, it sort of seems like there's something weird going on on the terminal that's fighting him and his command codes. And then just as he's hitting the final uh, keystroke to shut down all the power in the room, like he hits enter and the computer shuts down. <laughs> Raimi, who was watching, goes... It's easy for you to say. You don't need air to breathe. Also, you have magnetic feet. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, I forgot. While Kith and Hastings are working on the terminal and the door, respectively, trying to get them open, uh, Nima has turned her attention back towards the room, her eyes cast up a little bit. And uh, she's just saying to the room, uh, your fight is over. We are not your enemy. There's no reason to do this. <laughs> ghost whisperer. Roll ghost hunter? Uh, <laughs> <I cannot>. it, <laughs> nothing happens. It's a nice idea. I love the I love the thematic of this. Like, but uh, nothing happens. I, I that's oh. what she would do. <laughs> Three minutes of decompression. All right, Nima, you get in the thing. Hastings, you get in the other thing. I'm gonna try and open a door. Uh, Which other thing? What? Yeah, what other thing? Well, there's the the external machine that doesn't have arms right now, and there's the singular environmental suit. Correct. Uh. Worst comes worst, I can scoot through that thing. Um, would Raimi fit through the door under the door as well, or is he too, too wide? I think he's too thick. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I'm gonna tell Raimi, uh, activate your maglocks on your feet. We don't want you going anywhere. He does so. Uh, Hastings, let's get you in that suit just in case. Hastings yes. suits up. Yep. Um, and then Nima, you're you're going in the ship. It was a th- we're at three minutes right now, right? Yeah. Uh, she helps Hastings get into the suit. And then she's turning her attention back to Kith because it's it's Nima. She's not going to jump in the thing until she knows Kith is safe or is about to be or we're just out of time. Okay, Kith, you have been shocked a whole lot in your life, but this looks like a really bad shock. <laughs> you you can probably maneuver your arms around the electrical arcs, but it's going to be a doozy. So it's the same difficulties, but there's a red involved. So if you want to just disengage the lock, a purple and a red, if you want to use the motor, two purple, one red. How is is it like there's an open panel and they're arcing over the open panel? Yeah, it's like somebody booby trapped it. <laughs> Would uh, Kith be able to jam her little, min- one of her little mini pry bar things in to kind of block the current, like condense the current one way or the other so she has more working space? Ah. Uh. Sure, you can get a blue for trying to lightning rod your way uh, around it. All right, I'm going to roll for that door. So she's jammed the, the thing in there. She's probably already starting to smoke slightly. You can see her ears kind of go flat with focus, and she starts picking at it with the same two tools as before, muttering to herself all the way. It's going to be a really bad shock. <laughs> so as she's picking at it, she she gets the two diodes connected or whatever she needs to to re um rejigger the engine so the door will open and then close again. But in doing so, she bumps the pry bar from its its stationary position and kind of just brings a brief shower of lightning upon herself. Unless Chris has better use for those four threats after my two success. <laughs> nope. Nope, that's what it's supposed to do. That is supposed to, that is worked as intended. Is that strain or wound? Oh, strain, for strain, and a very right. wounded pride. Uh, She's getting yes. more and more exasperated. Kith keeping the tradition. 
as you do that, again, mysteriously, the system surge deactivates and everything goes back to normal. Rian looks over to Kith and goes, Ah, to see the famous lightning Kith working person. <laughs> Is that my nickname? Really? I guess it could be worse. Uh, uh, for, for speed. For, for your speed, not because you keep getting shocked. Uh-huh. I guess it does double duty. Uh, are you okay? That looked like it hurt. She's sucking on one of her claw paw things. It's fine. It's, it's... She flaps it around a bit. You see little wisps of smoke. It's I'm used to it. It's not a problem. You get used to that? Yes. If it happens often <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, Raimi says that it seems like everything's back to normal. Are we sure we want to keep going? We need to find Matu if nothing else. It's not safe to leave him back here with all, the, all of these surges. So we're going to keep going, but we're going to keep going that way. All right. Raimi, I know things are getting dangerous here. If you're not comfortable, you can go back. He says he'll try to be brave. <laughs> I already think you are, buddy. Can't, we can't ask any more than that. Wait, guys, listen. You smell that? All I smells burned bothan. You know, fine. <laughs> no, no. What, what is it? What is it? What, what do you smell? <laughs> Never mind. What do we see before us? I, I can't smell anything. I'm in this EV suit, <laughs> and, and he's staying in the EV suit. <laughs> that's, that's probably a good idea. Well, that's a good idea. Hastings, I like Hastings. He's got a he's got a style of of safety. I'm, I'm all about that. He knows where all the fire exits are. Room three. This would be the jump scare if this were a movie, because as the first person who walks through a half-mangled protocol droid leans out around the corner. Ah! <laughs> uh, yeah, fear check? <laughs> nah, not not. Because it, it's pretty apparent it's not functioning. It just got shifted. Well, I just want to know if anybody was going to end up blasting it. <laughs> <laughs> Kip does that thing when you're surprised and you just kind of... Do the, the karate hands in front of you like, <laughs> and and then before hoping nobody really noticed, she kind of uses her hand. She kind of brushes herself off, kind of straightens her, her fur a little. You do that, you know, Hastings has the pry bar up and Nima <laughs> yeah. is just staring there unmoving when it jumps out. Uh, you know, Pretty you should much. really use the ghost blaster if there's a ghost. Right. Yes. Ghost blaster in hand. Is that what that thing is supposed to be? Yes. Oh my gosh, isn't this amazing? Did you see the spinning thing? It, yes, Keth. It's amazing. It is! This is a completely homemade... This is... I mean, other people would call it hodgepodge, but this is a work of art. And Hastings comes over with his hand scan and it's like, this is emitting quite a bit of radiation. <laughs> <laughs> We're on a spaceship. Everything emits radiation. And Nima takes a step away from Keth. She flips the switch and you hear her go. Nima takes another step <laughs> away from <laughs> Kith. <laughs> so you enter room three and uh, that one protocol droid was just one of a bunch of mangled protocol droids that have been stored. In I here. wondered what they did with these. <laughs> Pretty much like cordwood. Yeah, well, they're not stacked. They're actually standing and it looks like Ooh. they've been methodically taking the pieces apart, looking for, you know, what they can salvage, what they can put back together. Noticeably, there's a bucket in the center of the room 
with the markings restraining bolts on them and all of the custom weird mind control restraining bolts that uh, TJ11 utilized have all been taken out and just dumped into that bucket as they've been working on this project. Uh, on the other end of this room, there are two very large shapes, uh, the two damaged load lifters from the encounter in the hangar hey, bay. Hey, look, Nima, it's your friend. Uh, one... <laughs> yeah, Nima reaches down and she unclasps the like uh, the safety on her blaster holster, just just in case. Just <laughs> Nima kind of looks at one of them and she notices that one of them is definitely missing its legs. So, you know, that one's not going to do anything. Uh, so can I get a perception check from one or all of you? Just two purple. I can help. One green. <laughs> do you want to do this group or a bunch of individuals, my dear? Either way. I get a yellow and a green. Oh, let's do a bunch of individuals just to make Chris's life more difficult. Yeah, I, I think it'll be funny because Nima's not going to find anything. So two purple? Yeah. Oh, Nima actually hey. did see something. <laughs> All right. <laughs> With two successes and a threat. And Hastings has one success. Kith is uh, two and an advantage. Ooh. So uh, Nima notices that, hey, these protocol droids have been taken apart systematically, one by one. So it's not like somebody walked in here with, a, say, a vibro sword and just smashed them to bits. <laughs> this time. What Hastings notices is, hey, all the blasters have been removed from the wrist portion of the droid. So at least they're unarmed. <laughs> and because it Kip was notices, their arm. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> and then what Kith notices that yeah there's a section of this room where all the parts are stacked well as Ben said like cordwood like there's a bunch of right arms and a bunch of left knees and they're all kind of stacked together but then there's all these standing droids like as if someone was putting them back together again and then all of them turn on and take a step forward Thank you for joining in to this special episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, apparently the player for this, as Lieutenant <laughs> Hastings at Deuterium Ice. And you can find me, Christine, on Twitter at Twelfth Night. That's 12th night with a K. And although he wasn't able to make this episode, you can find Brent, who plays TV93, at iBrentBrown on Twitter. You can find the Spookular Kith and uh, myself at GS. If you liked that insanity, I've got more for you over at Silhouette Zero. That is the other podcast I do. You can find information about that at SilZeroPodcast.com. That's spelled S-I-L-Z-E-R-O, like my Twitter handle, at SilZeroChris. And we are all at TheHydeanWay.com, where you can find previous episodes and our sister podcast, Tales from the Hydean Way, that I might be on. And uh, our podcasts are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, where you can find more episodes. And while you're there, help us out by rating and reviewing the show. We're on Facebook as Heroes of the Hydean Way. Drop us a holocom to heroes at com. Let us know what uh, next holiday special you want us to do. <laughs> and we'll see if we can work it in. If you like what we do and want to support the show and help us out with overcoming our equipment deficit, 
help us out at patreon.com slash the Hydean way.